Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bailey Bookish Podcast. Today, we are starting Emma with Bethany from the Prince Kai Fan Pod Podcast. You did it! I did it! A nice little intro. So, hi, I'm Bethany from Prince Kai Fan Pod, as mentioned. <laughs> and not Emma, because I'm really scared that I'm going to do that at some point in these recordings. <laughs> That's fine. I'll answer to Emma. That's fine. Yeah. For A today, nice one day and one day only. So, starting off chapter one, we find out that Emma is smart, pretty, and rich. Uh, We also find out that her mom died young and her sister just got married not too long ago. Uh, But she had a lovely governess who lived with them for a very, very long time. Um, And this governess is now just gotten married. And that is where we start our story with Emma. Isn't it interesting how her governess is like just now getting married yeah like how old her governess must be or how young her governess must be that she's just now getting married i can't tell if it's like her governess was really close in age to her it makes it seem like they're bosom friends you know yeah like, maybe she was only, like, 10 years older. So, like, if Emma was 10 when her parents died and this governess was 20, now she's 30 and she's re- she's marrying a guy who was already previously married. So, you know, that seems pretty normal. I'm like, to at least what their ages are. <laughs> Amazing. You'll get to the bottom of it for us. I know. I hate Googling okay, so, stuff, though. Well, I know that Emma is supposed to be 21, right? One in 20. Yeah think so i hate googling stuff because then it's always like you'll be like oh you know i need this one detail while i'm reading this book and they'll be like this character died and you're like oh thanks so miss taylor is what (laughs) okay it says that she was with the girls for 16 years okay but like how old is she that's not it doesn't actually tell me her age that's interesting you have to assume though that to be a governess you have to be at least 18 right um i would i would say 16 because 16. women can get married at 16 meaning okay. that they are quote as accomplished as they need to be mm-hmm. um so i would make the assumption that that would tie into a job or position as well Mm-hmm. So in theory, I think you would, ha- I think you could do it at 16. You would just have to be a very accomplished woman. Um, now, to be fair, if you're a very accomplished woman, are you going to be a governess? Probably not. Right. Yeah. So um, we also would have to take into consideration, like what female um, goes into the profession of governess? Like, how mm-hmm. does that work? How do they determine uh, who does who decides like that's going to be their life goal or something because you have mm. to take into consideration the um the like upbringing of these people and their social class because mm-hmm. emma's not going to be a emma's getting married i know she's in the beginning she's like i'm not getting married but like yeah. her society and her position mm-hmm. in her family and her family's position in society and in town Um, Emma's getting married. She's not going to be a governess. She's not going to be a scholar. She's not going to join the convent. She's getting married. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I suppose she could join a convent, but... You never know. Yeah. In another life. Yeah. 
I just, yeah, so she's probably in her, like, 30s at least, if I had to guess. I, I want to say she's at least, okay, so, like, if she's been with them for 16 years and she started at 16, she'd be my age. She'd be 32. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very strange to get married at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that society i think in our society get married at whatever the age you feel like or don't get mm-hmm. married at all who cares mm-hmm. um but like in the time and society and culture of jane austen that was a very late age to get married mm-hmm. so we're not given enough context i think about miss taylor and why she got married yeah i i mean i'm guessing that um uh, mr i think his name's weston mm-hmm. um is probably in his 50s Mm-hmm. at least because she he has a son from his first marriage who is around the age of uh um emma emma yeah and so you know to have a child around that age most men don't marry until they're like 28 in jane austen times it's even though the girls like, get married at like 14 15 16, yeah like I, I also think it's interesting that Emma herself is so incredibly connected to this character. Mm-hmm. You would think that they're the same age based mm-hmm. on the way that they talk to each other, the way they interact with each other. And probably because I've been doing a rewatch uh, recently, but it kind of reminds me of the nanny with, you know, mm-hmm. Nanny Fine and Margaret. They're, they're actually quite a few years apart in age, mm-hmm. but they're in a similar place in their life where they're young um and unattached and they have like their whole future ahead of them and so they can kind of connect with each other in terms of like boys and gossip and dating and Mm -hmm. relationships and things like that so i think probably just because i've been like binging the nanny lately it's reminding me of that fair you ever seen the nanny are you too young for that i know it from videos i also (laughs) yeah i didn't watch a lot of tv pop culture (laughs) yeah i i didn't watch a lot of tv and i still Uh don't really watch a lot of tv so it's mostly that probably like i just it's one of those things that like it came on tv land it came on nick at night which are things that aren't Mm -hmm. really um they're not as like common as they were when i was growing up i guess is the word i'm looking for i remember uh mostly god what's his name george lopez yes my brain kept going foreman and i'm like no (laughs) No, that's the grill guy (laughs) but yeah that was my main nick at night as a kid was just was george lopez yeah (laughs) i I love it that's great i was staying up at sleepovers finally like watching tv because i wasn't at home I was like, do, 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 you know? Yeah. So um, after the wedding, Emma is really sad because she doesn't mm-hmm. have anyone else to hang out with. She has spent all of her time with her sister and her governors. Mm-hmm. Her sister just got married. Um, Lives 16 and, miles away. But Miss Taylor moves half a mile away. Mm-hmm. You can walk that far, girl. Yeah. My favorite thing is she's like, it's daily like it's available to go there daily but like not really you know she's like it's not the same and then her dad is like i don't know what's up with her dad really i don't understand him much 
But he's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, she must be so upset for him having asked her to marry because obviously she didn't want to get married because I'm sad about it. And I'm like, dude, are you well, okay? I think also, he's like, she couldn't possibly have wanted to get married. She had mm-hmm. her own job. She was a governess. And yeah. um, I do kind of see where he's coming from with that. Mm-hmm. And he may have been ahead of his time with that because mm-hmm. um my generation especially i think mm-hmm. um was kind of given this concept of like career versus marriage yeah you know and you were always supposed to choose marriage like what we talked about before we were recording this where it was mm-hmm. like yeah women don't have the right to have a job and stuff mm-hmm. so he's kind of ahead of his time where he's like she doesn't have to get married she's already a fully accomplished woman but at the same time, it's very sexist of him to be like, well, she shouldn't get married because I need her to do this job. Mm-hmm. Emma's 21. She doesn't really need a nanny anymore. Yeah, I think she's okay. I think she's right. full grown, you know. Like I was uh, getting, no, it was, I was, yeah, I lived alone when I was 21. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I had lived alone for several years. I don't mean like on my own. I don't mean like, you know, with a roommate or with my boyfriend or something. Like I lived alone. It was me and only me. And I was responsible for everything by myself at 21. So I think Emma can handle not having a governess for a few years. Yeah. Facts. I uh, <laughs> went to London by myself at 18. And that was God, my I big... wish I was you. I so want to go. It, I did it as a study abroad for a month, which was just an excuse to send a bunch of 18 year olds where le- drinking is legal. Pretty oh, God, much. yes. And so I went with like my student cohort, sorry, wow, cohort, Cohort. yeah, I went with my student cohort, um, and we all just did pub crawls every weekend because you have, yeah, whatever, you don't have responsibilities at eighteen, like love it. You know, I'm sorry. I'm just watching. I know. In the background, walking around on your, walking around on your desk. I just watched her like climb up the chair and get on the desk. Give her three seconds. Her favorite thing is to jump on top of the monitor and Love scream. It. She Love likes it. to get up there, look up, and scream. Oh, you're not going. Oh, she's no, still the, the lizard. lizard back. Back to the lizard. Um. So where were we, Mister Knightley? Let's yep. talk about Mister Knightley. Yep core character that we come across yes he's coming up right now uh it's her sister's brother-in-law who is uh there all the time and is played by paul rudd in clueless uh i love paul rudd i Mm -hmm. love clueless Mm -hmm. um i get why everybody is like it's gross they're stepbrother and stepsister They didn't meet until they were teenagers. They were barely married for like a few months and he didn't even live with them. Yeah. Also Degrassi, everyone. Get cultured. Degrassi, (laughs) life with Derek. Like, come on. I mean, honestly, it's a little weird. Canadian shows like somehow Canada allows this to happen. (laughs) If you guys can get on board with all the vampire romance novels where it's a guy who's 9,000 years old and a 16-year-old girl. I think we can handle ex-step-siblings, okay? Yeah, and that weren't raised together specifically. Right, and they didn't need... They were step-siblings for five and a half minutes when they were teenagers. Yeah, listen, if they had, like, if they if were they raised together, raised that's gross. And grown up together and started dating at, like, 19, like, yeah, that's hella messed up. Yeah. This is, like, two people, and that's basically how they met. Yeah. 
They met because their parents got divorced, not because they grew up together. So yeah, I, I think you have to have context for it to make sense and be acceptable, mm-hmm. but like, it's fine. Exactly. Exactly. However, one of my favorite things is that he likes to pick on Emma. I love Aww. this. It's so cute. Because she's like, oh, I don't say that when my dad's around because he's going to think you're actually being offensive. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's not going to like that very much. Yeah. I do love the budding friendship that they have in the beginning where it's like mm-hmm. this this very like easy, casual back and forth. Like they're very comfortable around each other. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I love that it's like her brother-in-law. So it's like they're related. No, they're really not. Because yeah. it's not really her brother-in-law at all. It's mm-hmm. her sister's husband's brother. Mm-hmm. Which technically has no relation at all. Like the yeah. only fact that they even know each other is because that's how this society works. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like Quentin's sister is my sister-in-law. But she's not related to my sisters. They don't yeah. know each other. They're not like on a first name basis. I don't even think they're friends on Facebook. Yeah. how old I sound when I say Facebook. I'm showing my age, you guys. (laughs) I'm the only one of my siblings that still has a Facebook, and that's because I'm a marketing major. It's for the sole purpose of old people. Yeah. It's for the sole purpose of communicating with older people in my family. Mine's solely because I do marketing, so I have to. Yeah. I'm, like, legally obligated, I feel like. However, I hate marketing on Facebook. I would like to discontinue it, please. It's terrible. They tried to just, they rolled out like three days ago, this new page feature and it's hot garbage. It is hot (laughs) garbage. And they're like, your page is a profile now. And I'm like, great. I hate it. Thank you. And they're like, you can interact on all of Facebook as your page. I'm like, I could have done that anyways. And now you just made it harder to switch between the page and the, like, because it used to, at the, when they first did pages, you could just change it right when you're going to the comment thing and have like a little tap. Uh-huh. Now you have to scroll all the way to the top, switch yep. out to go back to your normal person profile. And then you're like, oh, I can share this post that's 15 minutes down this feed now. Yeah, it's annoying. It's horrible. I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, doesn't matter, Emma. So, uh, Emma wants to hook up Mr. L. Elton and uh, she's not sure yet at this point but we find out later her friend Harriet uh, but Mr. Knight is like nah dude don't do it and her yeah. dad's like probably also don't do it though and Emma's like I'm a matchmaker yeah she's I love like, to play matchmaker I can make anyone fall in love yeah she's like I once thought that maybe my uh, governess and that guy would be cute together so obviously I'm the perfect matchmaker and I, and I love that they're both like, what did you really have to do with them getting together? And she's mm-hmm. basically like, I always thought they were a good match. And they're like, yeah. right. But like, how are you connected to them being together? Did you introduce them? Did mm-hmm. you tell them to go on their first date? Did you encourage both of them to continue the process? Or were you just like, that's a good match? Yeah. And she's like, well, obviously, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then we are on to chapter two, mm, which is very short chapter. Yeah. And I only have two notes for it. So chapter two, uh, Miss Taylor's husband, Mr. Weston has a son, Frank Churchill, who also is Mr. Elton. Very confused about this. I think yep. they're the same person. Well, as it turns out, um, Mr. Churchill, 
uh, was raised by a different person's family. Yeah. Right. So he like adopts their name, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's hard to, I think it's hard because it's like, well, if he was raised by a different person's family, wouldn't his name be Weston? Well, no, Weston is his, uh, his biological father's last name. Right. The Churchill is his aunt and uncle. So I They're don't understand. Raised him. Yeah, so I don't understand where Elton. Elton come from. I don't know. It just shows up. And I was like, did we just forget to edit this, Jane Austen? I don't understand. Who is Elton? Unless I missed something. Is that what you're Googling? I'm Googling. Philip Elton. So I'm not an expert by any means. It's fine. Google's the expert. Vicar of Herbury. Philip I can't Elton. read that It doesn't stuff. say anything about him also going by the name churchill or weston so i think they're different characters oh oh hmm who's frank churchill i'm googling who's frank churchill okay nice frank churchill i always feel like you have to put like emma jane austen yeah all the keywords you know <laughs> frank churchill was raised by his aunt and uncle, Mr. and Mrs. Churchill, mm -hmm. uh, considered a potential suitor for Emma, but she learns that Frank is attractive, charming, and clever. He's also irresponsible, deceitful, rash, and ultimately unsuited for her. Oh, so this is another love interest specifically for Emma. Yeah. Okay. Are Frank Churchill and Mr. Elton, the same... Person. Whoa, this has been Googled before. This is not just me and you, girl. There's Good. pages Love and pages that. and pages on this. Also, slight spoilers for anybody that didn't finish Emma. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reading. It's fine. Okay, that's 37 pages. We are not reading this, Google. I need a basic answer, yes or no. <laughs> right. Google's like, do you want the thesis? And you're like, no, please. No, they're not the same person. They just fill the same role. Okay. They're both potential suitors of Emma, Harriet, and basically every other female in the town because of the age and, and station in society. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so apparently he's going to be coming, visit, coming to visit Frank Churchill uh, at some point. Uh, but then they're like, Elton, <laughs> Mr. Elton. So we're on to chapter three and we're meeting a bunch of other people in the town. So we're miss meeting Mrs. Bates's daughter who isn't rich or pretty apparently. Um, I, I do love this like introduction to the whole town basically. Like we're meeting the people in the town that affect Emma, mm -hmm. right? We're not meeting everybody in the town, but like we're meeting the people in her inner circle. We're meeting the people that like have an impact on her um, life and her society and her gossip mm -hmm. circles or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and we learn about these people in the most basic foundations. Yeah. Because um, later in these chapters, we'll learn that um, it's not just that she's kind of plain um, or that she's super nice. It's that she's kind of desperate for companionship of mm -hmm. any kind other than her mother's. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just love this introduction to the, the village. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I want to be an old maid. I'm like, do you? Cause you really want someone to hang out with. And you know, what's great to hang out with a partner. 
um, sorry, Mrs. Go- Mrs. Goddard, 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 um, is also introduced in this chapter and she owns the boarding house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she's like, Hey, I want to invite someone over to your house, which is the worst thing to do. Never do that. Okay. Just don't do it. Cause then, you know, the person's like, yeah, I guess you can invite this other person. What are you supposed to say to that though? Like, I know. That happened uh, to me before, and someone's like wanted to invite someone I actively didn't like, and I was like, "Please no!" And I'm like, "Sure, you can totally invite them. Awesome." Because it's like Cause you it's can't like, say what no. What are you supposed to say? Yeah. yeah. What are you supposed to do? Be like, "Yeah, but I don't like that person, so no." But like, you should be able to say no. Yeah. I get to decide who does and does not come into my home, and I don't like that person, so no. Exactly. But society doesn't allow for that. It's too awkward and rude. So sure, you can invite them to my house. It's like, I've done that before where I was just like, no, you can't come. When it's not someone I work with and have to see every day, you know? It's like, if I'm not going to be in situations with you very often, I don't mind seeking my mind. But if I have to be polite with you in public society and rely on your care at some points, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm just going to pretend play nice. Right. So all in all, Emma's like, yeah, sure. You can totally invite Harriet. And then she's like, I actually love this person. I'm glad we invited her. No, they become besties very quickly. And I kind of love it. Um, especially because Harriet seems to be very, um, um, she seems to be sort of in awe of Emma's outlook on life. Mm-hmm. And Emma sort of becomes like a role model for her. There she goes. (laughs) For those of you wondering why I'm laughing, Rachel's cat moon just tried to climb on top of the monitors and fell in between them. Poor kitty. (laughs) The joys of having a cat. Don't worry. I told everybody what happened. (laughs) Amazing. There's like clips on my Twitch channel. Anyways. Uh, So Emma and Harriet become besties very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And Emma decides that as much as she loves Harriet, Harriet needs some improving. And so Emma is going to improve Harriet's life. She's going to take over Mm -hmm. and tell her what to do, how to do it, and who to do it with so that she can have a better life. Because Harriet... Um, comes from a very questionable background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows like who her parents really are. Um, she's being raised by in this like boarding school. So she she goes to a good school, but she doesn't come from a family that anybody knows. So they can't say if she comes from a good family or, or a good upbringing or not. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so Emma decides that like, well, if you don't have proof of having a good upbringing, I will make sure that I improve your current state in society so that it won't matter where your family came from. Which is very kind of her. She is very kind. And in the meeting that they are having the first time she meets Harriet, uh, it is like a little dinner party in which Mr. Woodhouse panics and tells people they should eat as little as possible. Which I'm like, why, why are we doing this? And he's like, so they don't get sick. And I'm like, what are they getting sick of? Food. Yeah, I don't know. Overindulgence. I guess. I was like worried about this man. I'm like, it's okay. Just let them. It's fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So um, 
I also decided while I was reading this that I want the queer retelling of Harriet and um, Emma. I think it's right there. It's so easy. Someone do it and send me, please. I also think that there's a parallel universe possibility that Emma is um, asexual and that's why she's so um, invested in other people's happiness and fortune because she just doesn't really have that desire for herself. Also fair. Would love that too. I think that it would be very easy to do like a queer reading of this though. And mm-hmm. someone should, that's more uh, apt for it than I am. And then also send me that podcast. Thank you. <laughs> so um, then we are, oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to move to the next one. So we are on to chapter four. Emma and Harriet are hanging out all the time. Uh, and then we find out that Harriet has a hot for a farm boy named Mr. Martin. So, yeah, Emma's like, listen, I'm doing all this work to improve your station. You're not marrying a farm boy. Which, but, like, I hate that so much because, like, Harriet likes Martin and Martin likes Harriet. Like, you and I talked before the recording about, like, just let people like what they like. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I I remember, you know... A lot of people were like, Moon! Okay. A lot of people were like, <laughs> you should marry Rich, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people didn't like that Dana was a blue-collar worker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not marrying for money. Like, it's... Can you hear it's her? The... Yeah, but it's fine. Um, it's the opposite for me. Like, yeah. we come from a very small town where everybody knows everybody's business, which means they also know everybody's, like, financial income. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Quentin's family comes from the other side of the tracks, if you will. Like we mm-hmm. grew up on the poverty line and he grew up in a middle to upper middle class family. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely understand that concept. Yeah. And I just, it doesn't matter who you marry. You just marry no, the just person marry you care for, about. Just marry, marry for whatever reason you feel like you want to get married. If that happens to be for convenience, go for it. If that happens to be because you're in love, go for it. If mm-hmm. it's um an arranged marriage because that's what you prefer to have in your life go for it like your marriage should be uh your decision and it shouldn't be like well society wouldn't like this so yeah you know yeah don't live for other people's expectations yeah let our wisdom guide you in that at least yes exactly anyways emma is um throwing shade at martin Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it either. But she's like trying to suss out Harriet's feelings on the matter. And so she's like, mm, you don't seem that in love. And so she basically is like, he's uneducated. He's rude. You know, he barely even addressed me. And she's, I'm like, dude, she doesn't, he doesn't know well, where's you. Where's the quote? She has a quote that's like so it's manipulative where she's basically like, okay, look. Unless you can say in your heart of hearts that there's literally no possibility that there could ever, ever, ever be someone else you would even consider dating, you yeah. can't marry him. That's coming that's up in the proposal. basically what she says. And it's like, that is so harsh. Yeah, that's coming up in the proposal chapter. So when we is get- that when is, she, is that when she says it? Yeah. So when we get to it's, that part, I can tell you so where that chapter- It's so heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So she's attempting to push- uh, Harriet towards Mr. Elton now. Um, And that's where we leave off of that chapter uh, after Emma and Martin run into each other. So chapter five, 
Uh, Mr. Knightley thinks Emma and Harriet hanging out is a horrible idea, which I don't really blame him for thinking this because she is very much influencing Harriet. Like, this is not really... 9,000% and she's literally taking over her life. Yeah, like, this isn't really, like, a two-sided friendship. It's mostly, like, oh, Harriet, like, agrees with her and no i don't even necessarily think harriet agrees with her i think it's like what we talked about before we started recording i think it's like when you want people to like you and accept you so you Mm -hmm. go along with it you know Mm -hmm. you might love twilight and then your friends are all like isn't twilight stupid and you're like yeah twilight's stupid and then immediately like oh god i hope no one finds out that i love twilight yeah right Throwing out it's, your team Edward shirts. Right. Like throw out my team Edward shirt. Make sure nobody sees the like wolf I have tattooed. Like I don't yeah. have any of these things, but I'm just saying like, um, maybe Taylor Swift would be a better example because people make fun of me all the time for liking Taylor Swift and I have a Taylor Swift tattoo if anybody mm-hmm. cares. Um, and I got made fun of for that too. So like, I think it's kind of that Harriet likes Emma. Mm-hmm. she looks up to Emma. She sees Emma as a very good role model for herself. And so she wants Emma to like her. She mm-hmm. wants Emma to approve of her. And because of that, she doesn't want to disagree with Emma because we see several times, um, like you said, especially in the proposal chapter, mm-hmm. we see several times where she sort of starts to disagree with Emma mm-hmm. and then Emma's like, but what about this? And then Harriet kind of backtracks because she realizes like, oh, that's not what Emma wants me to think. Let me change my, let me change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So chapter five, uh, Mr. Knightley thinks, oh, wait, I just said that. Wow. Whoops. Well, we, we skipped a little bit. Um, so Emma says that she, um, uh, when when they run into Martin, Emma, like in your notes, you said she straight up roasts him. Yeah, mm-hmm. she does. Yep. Um, um, so yeah, chapter five, Mr. Knightley mm-hmm. uh, thinks Emma and Harriet are hanging out uh, too much. Yep. Too and, much of an influence. And then he like kind of roasts uh, Emma's old governess for like no reason. He's just like. He's basically like, maybe your governess didn't do a very good job raising yeah. You think this is appropriate behavior. And Emma's like, how dare you? And he's like, I said what I said. Yeah. (laughs) He's just like, Mike, (laughs) drop. (laughs) And then he's like, I think Harriet praises you too much. And she's going to get too spoiled for the fact that she doesn't have like a well, like she has no idea who. Oh, it sounds like she knows who her parents are, but no one else does. Yeah. So it's like, if you spoil her too much, People who are within her station, she's going to think aren't good enough. And then, like, she's going to be SOL when she has to get married. Which, fair point, okay? Like, Emma can't take care of her forever. Right. You know? And if you're like, hey, these are cool manners, but also Mr. Martin's pretty great. Then, like, her and Mr. Martin are going to live a wonderful and happy life uh, with still being able to socialize with Emma. You know? Right. And instead it's like you're you're giving you're applying your social status to someone who doesn't have the same social status. Mm-hmm. Um in, in our current culture, I would say that the equivalent of this would be white privilege. Yeah. I was gonna say if I try to go date the 
uh, Met Gala people, but I think I think that's a better example. Well, <laughs> yeah, like you and I might not have very good chances with Sean Mendez, but yeah, um, no, I, I think the equivalent would be like white privilege, like mm-hmm. you people trying to um, quote help someone else's station in life yeah. when they're actually being harmful because they don't understand the struggles of other people. I think too, like um, that whole rushing to defend people that are kind of like no actually they're fine you're like you know the savior complex a little bit yeah absolutely i've seen a lot of that like have you heard about um this like people talking about uh what is that called like critically online hot takes Mm -mm. so it's basically how people will be like uh someone will be like oh i did a french braid and they'll be like, you're appropriating uh, dreadlock culture. And they're like, what? Like, just basically coming out of the blue to get offended, to get offended. Which, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, this is, again, I'm just going to be very clear here. White people shouldn't have dreadlocks. And I'm going to start stop there. Uh, if you have questions about my opinions on race, listen to the Kindred episodes and you'll know exactly where I stand. But... Um, not to get too heavy into it, uh, I feel like there's a little bit of Emma doing this whole, like, oh, Harriet's a victim of her poverty, quote unquote, and I need to save her and have her be with Mr. Elton and live her best life, which mm-hmm. if Harriet's not interested in that and she's just like, hey, we can totally hang out and be friends, but like Mr. Ho- Martin is still hot. I respect her for it. I, I think that, like, that's a good way of looking at it, though, because, like, um, Emma just, like, literally does not understand. She's very naive mm-hmm. in that way, um, whereas Mr. Knightley is a little bit older and more worldly. Um, mm-hmm. And not to be, like, you know, feminine, like, a you know, I, I'm not saying, like, I don't want this to be like a patriarchal society where I'm like, well, the man knows more than the woman, but in this scenario, that is Mm -hmm. the case. It's not, he doesn't know more because he's a man in terms that like men automatically know more than women. He knows more because he's older because he's lived in the world longer. Right. And she's kind of sheltered. So right, she has a very um, sheltered upbringing and lifestyle. And you know, the, like, like we just talked about the opposite is for myself and my husband. Like he might be a man and I might be a woman, but like, um, he did have a sheltered upbringing. Uh, mm-hmm. His parents sheltered him from a lot of things in life. But I was also given um, sort of privileges that I didn't realize growing up. Like my parents were never shy about emotions or mental health mm-hmm. or um, like allowing you to be sad when you want to be sad, allowing you to feel anger when you need to feel anger, allowing you to take personal time for yourself if you like literally emotionally can't get up and go to school. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas his parents didn't allow him that privilege. So like, you know, there are just certain things that your, your upbringing, your way of life, your personal experiences are going to be different. And I think that Emma's personal experiences with social class are Mm -hmm. very limited and naive. Whereas Mr. Knightley has an outside perspective and he can look at it and say like, look, you know, I get that you think you're trying to help Harriet, but you're actually causing more harm mm-hmm. than good. Because, too, Emma just saw her, what most people would consider, like, old maid of a governess. 
uh-huh. uh, get married. So she's like rose colored glasses in this situation. She's like, oh yeah, it doesn't matter how old you are. Or it's like, yeah, it kind of does when there's not that many options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also Mr. Knightley just kind of randomly agrees that Emma's hot. And I just feel like that's an important note just to keep in there. He's like, yeah, she's accomplished and she's a well-to-do woman and she's so pretty, right? And everybody <laughs> yeah. else is like, so pretty. Yeah. Um, and she's like, he's like, I would kiss the ground she walks. trait that they kind of hone throughout the book that mm-hmm. Emma is um, both on paper attractive, like her marital resume, if you will, where she has to be accomplished at this particular societal age. Um, is very impressive, but her features on the outside are also um, mm-hmm. amiable. For sure. And I yeah. also like that it's like, most of the time I feel like most women in books are either hot or a good person. And yeah, like, she no. gets to be both. Yeah, as they yeah. should be. I want to yeah. be hot and a good person. Like, stop making me I choose. I always tell Quentin, like, whenever I'm having a ditzy day, I'm always like, you know what? Maybe I'm not capable of being cute and smart today, so... I'm just cute. Maybe tomorrow I'll be smart, but today let's just go with adorable. Yeah. Shoulders are too, <laughs> you know, the world's too heavy on these beautiful, beautiful bronze shoulders. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And I do have very broad shoulders because I've got stuff up there I got to carry around. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I also have so. linebacker shoulders, so right? respectable. But I'm an arm wrestler, so it's like a great feature to have. No, I'm not. So it just makes me look awkward in photos because I have this huge chest and these very this very tiny head, and it's like a square with a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, so chapter six, <laughs> Emma has convinced herself with very little evidence that Elton is falling in love with Harriet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very little evidence. I cannot stress enough that she's basically like he totally is in love with you, and Harriet's like. Are you sure? He never gives me the time of day. And Emma's like, I so know what I'm talking about. Trust me. Trust me. I know. So like, basically, you know, Emma's decided she needs to do a portrait of Harriet because Harriet's never had a portrait before. Again, alluding Mm -hmm. to her background. Yeah. Yeah. And so. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'll do your portrait. And this cat, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's I all like her so bad. And it's like through a screen. So I'm like, I love you. No, she's all over the place right now. She's got little zoomies. She was attacking my foot. So she had to come up here. Um, but yeah, so she's like, okay, I'll do this drawing of you. She's showing everybody her previous drawings. Her last one conveniently was of John Knightley. Coincidence? Hmm. <laughs> I think not. (laughs) And so she's like, okay, I'll do this drawing. And so this whole time she's doing the drawing, um, Ellen is like watching over her shoulder and she's like, okay, this is annoying as shit. Hey, what if you uh, like did a reading for us to keep us distracted? And he's like, great idea. But he keeps like coming to check in. So she's like, okay, uh, he has to be so enamored with Harriet that he just wants to see the progress and keep looking upon her. And I'm like, yeah, sure. That's the reason. Sounds good. 
It's totally not that he might have the hots for Emma. But, um, so... And, and again, we see, like, different, um, different levels of appreciation and affection, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Mr. Elton is like, this painting is magnificent. Uh-huh. I must watch you do it. I must have it framed. And Mr. Knightley is like, you know that, like, Harriet is not that tall. Yeah. <laughs> You've given her elongated features that she yeah. doesn't have. Um, like he mm-hmm. he looks at things in an honest perspective. Like he gives mm-hmm. uh, he gives Emma the honest answers in life, whereas Elton says like what she wants to hear. And I think that that's also an important distinction. Yeah. Um in terms of like potential suitors, mm-hmm. you know. And then we have Mr. Woodhouse being like, uh, you didn't draw her with a jacket and she's sitting outside, what if she gets cold? <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, she's not going to be warm in the painting. The painting's not sentient. That's not my point. Okay. And then Emma's like, it's the middle of summer. And he's like, she could still catch a cold. (laughs) And I love, like, the defense of, like, why she looks tall. Like, well, maybe she's sitting down. Maybe it's a side portrait. You don't know. When you sit down, your features get distorted. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, and then so Emma's like comes up. I love Emma's scheming here, and she's like, "Okay, so great, right?" Yeah, she's like, "All right, I need him to like really foster this love." She goes, "We should have this framed." And Elton, Elton, my guy, you'd be so good at going to London. I simply could not do it because of my brittle bones. But how about you go? And he's like, "I will do this Um, right now. I need to go to London, anyways." Great. This is and t- again, like Emma takes this as like proof mm-hmm. that Elton loves Harriet. He's like, see, she's like, see, he wants to get it framed, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but he wants to get it framed because like you specifically asked him to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rose color. We see. We see what we want to see in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think it's funny that like. She tells her, and she's like, he's probably at home showing this to his whole family and being like, this is the girl I love. And Harriet's like, you think so? This is the equivalent of like, do you think he likes me? Oh my God, of course he likes you. But like, do you really, really think he likes me, likes me? Like he's that movie. He's just not that into you. This is the equivalent of he's just not that into you. Like Emma could have been a retelling. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> uh, check the box for yes check the <laughs> somersault 10 times in the air Have, do you remember when people used to do that where it was like outrageous things if you checked no yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what Emma's doing right now yep so, Emma is uh, Emma is just like very convinced in her notions and because mm-hmm. of that uh, conviction you cannot sway her otherwise exactly she sees what she wants to see in the world 100%. So, then, so now, sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to do the next chapter, but. Yeah, we're on chapter uh, seven now. Mm-hmm. And Martin proposes to Harriet. Woo-hoo! He sends her a letter. He mm-hmm. says, marry me, girl. I got you. Mm-hmm. Harriet is like, hell yeah, marriage. Emma is like, no. Yeah, Emma's like, if you think that that's what you want, which, okay, where, ever, where is it? Because what she says is so rude. Yeah. I need to see exactly where it is because it is so rude. Yeah, if you don't find it, I'll try to look. But I 
I feel like every narcissistic, like, kid of a narcissistic mom has this experience where they're like, <laughs> if that's what you wanted, and you're like, uh, what do you want me to not go? And their mom's like, well, if you feel that you need to go and hang out with your friends on this evening I planned, then you go right ahead. Yep. So here's what she says. I'm on page 49. Um, Not that that necessarily means anything, but it's like right in the middle of chapter seven. Mm -hmm. Not for the world would I advise you either way. You must be the best judge of your own happiness. If you prefer Mr. Martin to every other person, if you think him the most agreeable man you have ever been in company with, why should you hesitate? You blush, Harriet. Does anybody else occur to you at this moment under such a definition? Do not deceive yourself. Do not be run away with gratitude and compassion. And then she says, where is it? It would have grieved me to lose your acquaintance. While you were in the smallest degree wavering, I said nothing about it because I would not influence you, but it would have been the loss of me to a dear friend. She basically is like, well, I mean, look, I would never, ever tell you what to do. But, like, mm-hmm. unless you know that he's, like, the most perfect possible person for you, mm-hmm. you really shouldn't say yes. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you left, I would never get to hang out with you. And so Harriet is like, well, are you sure? And, um, yeah, I I don't remember where it is even further in the chapter. But at some point in the chapter, Emma is like, see, now, if if you feel that way, if you really can't say he's the most important person or the best person, then, of course, you should not marry him. That's a great decision, Harriet. Yeah. Amazing. So glad you chose that for yourself. All by yourself. I, it feels very middle school to me. Like, I remember oh, yeah. meeting these kinds of people. Emma is very naive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Emma is naive. And she has, but but the problem is that Emma isn't naive in age or station. She is 21. Mm-hmm. She comes from an upper class family. She has a lot of power in society mm-hmm. for a female. Yeah. So it's actually very dangerous for her to be this naive and this influential, which is what, um, uh, which is what Mr. Knightley was warning about when he said, like, I know you think that you're doing her a service, but you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So that was basically all of chapter seven. I'm sorry. I just it's, like no. It's fine. That drives me nuts in chapter seven. No, it's perfect. I so chapter eight. Chapter eight. <laughs> uh, so we've gotten to the point now where Harriet is there so often that she has a bedroom at Hartfield. I love that though. Like, yeah. Have you ever had a friend like who could come over so much that like they knew the house better than you and yeah. they could just walk in whenever they wanted and yeah. Yeah. I I love that. But also I'm like, Harriet, like I'm worried about you. <laughs> like truly. Spending way too much time with this girl. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Knightley is coming and hanging out with Emma while her dad goes for a walk. And he once again says Emma's pretty. And I'm like, nice. Love this. We're doing great. <laughs> uh, and then he says that Robert Martin came over and he's like, so, you know, your friend Harriet should be expecting a marriage proposal soon. And Emma's like, well, she just re- rejected a marriage proposal, actually. I love Mr. Mister Knightley is like, the fuck you just say to me? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm sorry. What? 
Uh, and she's like, well, you know, she can do better. And he's like, she really can't, though. Can't. You know? They're equal in station. Mm-hmm. They're equal in match. She cannot do better. And keep she in mind. Do worse. Yeah. Keep in mind. Robert Martin had this whole business plan layout about how he's going to provide for her. He's obviously very interested. He you know? showed receipts. Yeah. Like he walked in there with a PowerPoint and was mm-hmm. like, not only do I want to marry you, here's the life we're going to have. And here's yeah. how I'm going to take care of you. Like he yeah. was ready to go. And Granted, not just like, you're pretty and I want to marry you. But he was like, look at what we could have together. Mm-hmm. He offered promises. Granted, he probably shouldn't have proposed in a letter. But you know what? I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt and say he was scared to propose, which is fine. I mean, at least he proposed. Some yeah. people don't even do that. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I don't necessarily have any qualms with him proposing in a letter yeah. because also um, with Harriet Station, she doesn't have a consistent chaperone. So there wouldn't have been a lot of time for them to spend alone yeah. or even with a chaperone because Emma is not a suitable chaperone. Um, so it yeah. would have been difficult for him to propose in person. And then as you said, um, there was definitely a lot of nervousness there. And can you imagine if he proposed in person? Would she have been like, hold on a minute, Ron ran over to Emma's? Nope, she would have said yes. I mean, hope The so. only reason she said no is because Emma didn't get as excited about the letter as she did. Yeah. I hope she would have said yes in that moment, to be honest. I think she would have said yes, and I think it would have broken her heart it would have been like that scene in Pride and Prejudice when um, Charlotte is, is like, Lizzie, be excited for me. I got engaged. And Lizzie is like, gross, to Mr. Collins. And Charlotte is like, I said, be happy for me, not yeah. judge me. Yeah. Like, it would have been like that scene where Charlotte has to point out, like, I didn't ask for your opinion on my marriage. I just wanted you to be happy for me. Yeah. But I think also Charlotte was more aware of, like, her station in life than Harriet is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I am 27 years old. I have no money and no prospects. prospects. It's perfect. It's yeah. the perfect explanation. Mm-hmm. Truly. It is iconic, honestly. Oh, yeah. That whole, state, that whole statement describes everything that happened to women during that era. I'm going to get tattooed. Like, just kidding. Maybe no, not. No, I would. <laughs> I have no money, no prospects. I'm already a burden to my parents. <laughs> so, um, anyways, Mr. Knightley is like, duh fuck. Yeah. And he, in anger, pretty much, to Emma's like, this is going to be Harriet's downfall. Mark my words. And love that. Love a, I, I love when people who are falling in love storm out on each other. I think it's fun. Do I think it's fun in real life? I also life? love no. that like, he's so incredibly honest with her. Yeah. He never tries to sugarcoat anything with her. He never tries to butter her up. He never mm-hmm. gives her the information he thinks she wants to hear. He's like, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. You may have just ruined this girl's life. Mm-hmm. And if you think that setting her up with Mr. Elton is going to be a success, then I have nothing left to say to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm out of here. Yeah. I love it. He is great. Yeah. Love more Mr. Knightley content. Okay. <laughs> so then we are on to chapter nine. I'm I'm doing my best with these Roman numerals, friends. You're doing good, girl. 
I should I, send you a chart. Like I'm good with knowing. I bet there's a schoolhouse rock video somewhere. It has of to be. Roman numerals. I hope so. I, I'm basically going off of remembering at what order we're in because I always know that IX or sorry, the I in front of another letter is like the right before a bigger number, you know, something uh-huh. that usually ends in a zero. So I'm like, that's. We really just have to remember some of the basic stuff. Like V is uh, like V is 10 and X is, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so if you see a V, V is five and X is 10. So like, if you see a one before an X, it's like, well, what's one plus 10? That would be 11. So if you see a one before, it would be like, well, what's one minus 10? So it's mm-hmm. a nine. Like, y- you have to just kind of get used to it in your head and then it sort of makes sense. Yeah. I think it's like, you're a waitress, right? Yeah, unfortunately. But. It's like in the, it's like the ability to know 10%, 20%, 30% of a check off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. At like the first day, you're like, how do people know that? And then, but it becomes pretty simple after a few years of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or a few months, I should say. Truly. Hopefully not a waitress for much longer because I hate it. I was a waitress for like a decade, so that's all I said. That's why I said a few years, so I'm sorry. I didn't mean right. to put that into the world. Oh, yeah, right. I have been a waitress <laughs> for seven months, and all the seven months have been paying. <laughs> I, so if yeah. you have a target nearby, I suggest you uh, look into it. Yeah, well, I'm trying to be a virtual assistant. That works, too. So. You can be my virtual assistant once I get money. Dude. You can do all of my podcast editing and social media. That would save me so much time. You have no idea. I want a podcast editor so bad, but I make no money <laughs> on this podcast. I know, right? I'm like, I don't have enough money to pay someone to edit it, but I wish I did. Right. Um. So yeah, it's chapter one, ah, X, chapter yeah. nine. Chapter <laughs> nine. Uh, Elton has brought brought the picture back and they've hung it over the mantle in the main room which is iconic because it's like they're gonna be like oh who's that lady and she'll be like oh she doesn't live here (laughs) well and um i love the concept that it's like it kind of makes me think of the clueless version of this where she's like you have her picture in your locker and he's like i have the picture you took in my locker yeah Yep. Like it's a different, it's an, it's the same thing, but it means something different to each person. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch Clues again now that I've actually read Emma. I really want to. Just talking about it, I'm constantly like, here's the parallel to Clueless. Yeah, we'll definitely um, do it where you watch. It'll be great. Right. I do like your notes that Mr. Alton like definitely has the hots for Emma, but like he's trying so hard to hide it. I'm like, he's doing an okay job. Yeah. I, listen, my notes are a good time. <laughs> I love your notes. I hope you share them on your Patreon. Yeah, they're on there. They're all. Yeah. I forgot to put Peter Pan though, so that's coming because I've uploaded it and I was busy and I was like, oh, whoops, my B. You'll get those soon. <laughs> but yeah, my notes are always just like very. You can tell I'm a Gen Z when you read the notes, okay? I think you can tell I'm a millennial because I'm constantly like, lol, swoon, <laughs> like. That's what my notes look like. <laughs> There's a note at some point where I think get wrecked and oh my god, I hope this guy dies soon. <laughs> like a lot of that happens. Um, um so anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so they're reading poetry to each other and Emma gets this brilliant idea in her head to put Mr. Elton right on the spot and's like, How about you create your own poetry? And he's like I am going to 
Cole, totally just leave for a little bit and I'll come back and bring you some. Which means he totally was like, hey, friend, who's a good poet, these two ladies I want to impress uh, want poetry. Can you help me out? And the guy was like, yeah, sure, I guess. And I don't think he wrote this at all. I love the whole like conversation idea of like, dude, do you know how to write poetry? Well, of course I do. Will you write mine? Well, of course I won't. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea that they're like, all right, I bet if I win, you know, you'll write this poem so these ladies think I'm cool. Uh, And then if you win, I will uh, pay off your debt or something. I don't know. I can't think of something that happens in the 1800s. And then they like shotgun a beer and... Mr. Elton Quentin and I did a bet the other day. We were at the dog park and we were trying to throw Baywolf's Frisbee through um, this uh, box that they have at the dog park. And it was like, if you do it more times than I do, then you have to give the dogs a bath. And I won. (laughs) Nice. We didn't drink a beer. We didn't shotgun a beer, but I still won. (laughs) I love that. I couldn't think of anything fast enough. I'm like, yeah, shotgun a beer. Totally. Whatever. No, I got you. I got you. I came up with one. (laughs) Love it. Thank you. Okay. So, um, chapter 10. Um... Oh, the only last note is Mr. Woodhouse trying to be like, hey, other child of mine, what if you just like didn't hang out with your husband and instead you just totally hung out at my house for a while? And <laughs> and then Emma's like, no, she's not going to do that. She actually really likes her husband. And right, right, right. Mr. Woodhouse is like, no, she definitely doesn't like her husband that much. I like my husband, so I'm kind of – if someone was like, you shouldn't hang <laughs> – I'm getting a thumbs up for liking my husband. <laughs> if someone was like, you're spending too much time with your husband, I'd be like, you're spending too much time in my marriage. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine my parents be like, oh, what if you just like come and hung out with us instead of like going home to your like partner? I'd be like, uh, no, I think I'm going to go home actually. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, but we miss you. I was like, oh, too bad. Yeah. It's what happens when you get married. Yep. So then we are on to chapter 10. Harriet's like, hey, Emma, uh, you want to m- match up all these people. How come you're not married? And Emma's like, I find everyone boring. And I love that for her. <laughs> See, this is why I say she like in modern times, she'd probably be an asexual character. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. I would also read I'm that retelling. Right. Listen. I also think in modern telling, Charlotte would Charlotte from Pride and Prejudice would be asexual, but yeah. that's just me. I'm also down for her as a lesbian retelling. I have seen that before as well. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that a um, couple times and I love it. Yeah. I love that um, Emma is just like, I don't want to get married. And Harriet's like, hey, you said I have to get married. And Emma was like, that's you. Yeah. I am in charge of you. Yeah. But I don't want to get married. Boys are gross. And she's just like, what? Harriet's shock in this moment was so funny to me. And then she's like, you couldn't possibly be happy being an old maid. And Emma's like, I could afford it. Like, why not? <laughs> Emma's like, I have plenty of money. I could be an old maid if I want. Thank you very much. Literally, she's like, I'm not broke. So actually, I will do that. Thank you. Right. Emma is basically like, no, 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 you're poor. You have to get married. I'm fine. (laughs) I have money to keep me comfy at night. Right. And then uh, we find out Mrs. 
Miss Bates's niece is named Jane Fairfax, and I spelled Jane wrong in my notes. I'm just realizing. I knew what it meant. Yeah, that's fine. I picked up. I got it. Yeah, I'll leave that in there. And it's a fun little Easter egg. We live in spell check and autocorrect. I know what you meant. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but Emma's like, yeah, she's actually really annoying. And I kind of remember this from Clueless, I think, maybe. Was it in Clueless or do I remember it from Emma 2020? I don't know. Either way, Jane Fairfax like writes a little letter to Mrs. Bates. And Mrs. Bates is like, oh my god, like Jane wrote in everyone as if it's like hot off the press. Yeah, there wasn't really like an equivalent scene in uh, Clueless that I can think of. I think it was um, Emma 2020 then. Yeah, but I, I know that there was like, you know, there's the whole scene later when Cher is like, I want to help. Um, and Mrs. Bates gets all excited that she's actually willing to give back to the community and help out. Um, but I, I would say what's great about this is just Mrs. Bates, like sheer energy because mm-hmm. Emma is constantly like thinking that she's like the word. Mm-hmm. She's the bomb diggity. She is mm-hmm. the best of the best. She's the goat. Yeah. And Mrs. Bates is like, my daughter called. And she's like, who the fuck is your daughter? And Mrs. Bates is like, the goat. Yeah. The real one. Yeah. The real goat. Listen, child. <laughs> like. <laughs> I know. Well, it's actually your niece. But I like. Or also- her niece. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just don't want the emails being like, um, actually. <laughs> I do that on my podcast all the time. I'm like, I'm sorry. I only have to correct this because I have foreseeable messages in my future of like, Bethany, you have a podcast about this stuff. You can't be spouting off wrong information. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Luckily, I haven't gotten any of those really. I always, it's, I usually. I get them every once in a while. Um, I will say most of the time they're actually wrong and I'm right. So it's like kind of vindicating, but every once in a while they catch me and I have to do like a retraction episode. I usually get a lot of, uh, did you know in this blog post you posted in 2018, you misspelled, uh, there and forgot an I, and I'd be like, no, obviously I didn't know, but did you know what it meant? Because I don't really want to go find this blog post. I did you identify exactly where it is so I won't have to spend the time searching for it? Thanks. Yeah, that was how uh, <laughs> my family told me that my blog got corrupted and took out all spacing for no reason. And everything was just a giant word chunk. And I was like, wow. cool. Don't know why that happened. Right? That post was live for a year until oh someone found out. Oh which my gosh. means, honestly, that I'm not getting any traffic, which, whatever. Right, but still. It's embarrassing. What? That's <laughs> the reason I wasn't getting any traffic. People saw Bailey Bookish and they were like, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't know how to write. <laughs> Lorem Ipsum in this house, apparently. <laughs> um. But anyways, so while Harriet and Emma are out walking, Mr. Uh, Elton was like, oh, I totally just casually ran into you. La, 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 la. I just happened to be in the neighborhood. It's this exact spot in this exact moment. What a ding! Yeah. And then Emma's like, perfect. So she's like fake tying her shoes. And be like, oh, go on without me. This is going to take a minute. And she's like. Oh, I know. The lace is so con. What does she say about the lace? She's so dramatic. I know. I like the idea of thinking that she has like zipper, not zipper, Velcro boots. You know, she's like, oh, this Part is. Of my- 
Part of my lace is gone, and I do not know how I am to contrive. <laughs> yeah, she oh rips God. the lace off of her shoe, and then all she- the way off. <laughs> and then she's like, "Perfect, excellent. Now we have a reason to hang out with him more." So she like rips <laughs> it off. It's the equivalent of like slashing your tire and being like, "Oh no, can you help me change my tire?" Yeah, oh my God, I need so much help. <laughs> Did you ever watch Mean Girls? Yes. Okay, when she can't be good at math, so that he'll help her. And in her head, she's like, you're so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, thanks. And she, like, writes in the right answer. Right. Yeah, I I love that she then, like, ditches the lace in a dish. Yeah. And she's like, okay, we gotta walk a little bit. Oh, my God, my shoe's falling off. Like, what should, happened? Yeah, we should go to your house, and I can get some lace from your, like, handmaid. And he's they like, must have lace somewhere. Yeah, and he's like, great idea. Yeah, great idea. Let's do that. Well, because because again, in his perspective, he's like, oh, she wants to come over. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, perfect. They can hang out more. And I'll hang in the back with the ladies maids. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, it's so weird that they're only talking about the weather right now. Like, I feel like they should be on like more adorable topics like his marriage proposal to her. Right. No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> so then we're on to chapter 11. Um, it kind of sounds like they don't particularly like uh, her sister's husband, Isabel's husband. It seems like they, um, I don't know, look down on him. Yeah. Like they kind of yeah. make a couple snide remarks about like his. Like he doesn't seem to be like mean or vulgar or abusive, but they yeah. definitely don't think highly of him. Yeah. Like to me, it seems like you kind of, you want to. Okay, sorry. Let me start. Have you ever met those people where it's like, if you were with anybody else, you guys would be really weird? You know, like where they're like so perfect. It's like only they understand each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, probably like my whole relationships. People are like, you guys are weird, but you seem to get each other. So. Yeah. Mood. But like, I, I mean, I could see that where it's like, sometimes people who have dry humor Everyone else is like, this guy's kind of an asshole. And everyone's like, oh. And then she's like, oh, that's kind of funny. That's what I kind of get the vibes of. I kind of, yeah, I kind of get the feeling of, like, misinterpreted, like, um, you know, like, maybe when you joke around people and people misinterpret it as, like, aggressive or mean Mm -hmm. or something, but it's just, like, your vibe. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, no, we're joking. We're not serious. This is, um... It's just like playful banter. We're not, we don't really mean this, you know, but mm-hmm. people take it seriously. Yeah. I think it's definitely probably something like that. Or like he's really awkward around other people, but like really caring at home. Like, um, did, did you ever watch Big Bang Theory? Yes. Sheldon's whole character personality. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Probably. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Isabel's husband is meant to be a um, representation of that community. I'm just saying like people's if you don't know someone's heart, you can misinterpret their actions and meanings. The entirety of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, Darcy's entire entire character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the only other thing that happens in this chapter really is that. Um, Mr. Elton is not living at home, mm-hmm. which is suspicious. Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Don't be Don't suspicious. Don't be suspicious. They're not going to know. Yeah. How would they How know? How are they going to know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, 
very strange. We're basically getting another sign that Mr. Elton might not be all he seems to be. Right. Which is interesting. But that is all we have for this first round of Emma. Woo. Woo. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. Yes. And so next time, what are we reading for listeners? We're going to read chapters 12 through. 23? XXIII 23? I need According to figure to out where, where my volume 2 is. Okay, so my volume 2. I can tell you what page it leaves off on. My volume two. What is the first line of the next chapter that we're supposed to read like we did today? I'm looking. Like you said to chapter 22, right? Yeah, I got to figure out what the next line is. Give me one second. How many eyes did I say? No, not that one three eyes so the one before it would the one after it would be xxiv right mm-hmm. okay the first line is the next morning brought mr frank churchill again okay looking 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 okay okay so if you are reading a book like mine that is uh, split up into volumes we are reading up until volume two chapter five Woo! yeah yeah very exciting so we'll figure it out we'll get through it all friends friends yeah but thank you for having me this was super duper fun and i look forward to our next discussion yes thank you for joining me where can all the people of the internet find you and your podcast which i'm sure everybody at this point has heard of your podcast but still (laughs) um so you can find me everywhere at prince kai fam pod on uh gmail twitter Instagram, everywhere, Patreon, um, and you can find me everywhere at Bethany Finger Author. Woo! And yeah, Woo. check out your stuff; it'll be great. Yeah. And also, you'll be right here next week talking about Yay. more Emma. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll catch you all on the flippity flip. Bye. Bye. <laughs>